All right, guys, welcome to episode 89 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about season 2.5 of The Mandalorian. <laughs> we, we talk about Bound and the Wachowskis and how they're just absolutely out of control, even from the get. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about there being way too many games coming out. Uh, and so I've resorted to playing games on my phone to try and uh, bridge this problem. Uh, we talk about the Super Bowl, how Cooper Cup is clearly better than Jerry Rice. And uh, we, we talk about um, uh, Disney being way too prolific uh, with with their their movie-making skills and the amount of money they make off of it. But first... So uh, let's start with what we've been watching, as usual, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll let you start. I'll let you start uh, this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do the same thing I did last week, and I'll just do like two like things in depth, and then I'll just quick run the rest. Um, okay. Uh, but the first of the two is uh, I, I watched the Book of Boba Fett, which mm-hmm. is the you know the the Disney Plus Star Wars show. Um, the spinoff of The Mandalorian, uh, based on you know Boba Fett, the old character from the old movies, um, and the show is, is fine. It, it's very, it's very weird. So you know Boba, Boba Fett is like this character who, in The Empire Strikes Back, shows up and he's a bounty hunter and he's like got the coolest design, but then he's only in it for a tiny little minuscule bit. So can but, I mm-hmm. just to interrupt like. From an outsider's perspective, right? Because yeah. I don't have any like um, feeling like towards Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Boba Fett looks cool as shit. Yeah, like he's you know top three coolest looking characters in Star Wars. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But I've I have seen, um, and also I you know I talk. I have a friend who's like not super into Star Wars, but he knows like he's watched them, but he's not like into it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I don't understand why everyone loves Boba Fett so much. Yes. Like, he's barely in it. And then, like, he was like, and, I mean, uh, spoilers, I guess. Like, when <laughs> he was like, when he dies, it's like the least dramatic. Like, he, I think he just gets, like, kicked off of a thing. Like, like oh, yeah, he yeah. just, like, goes flying off. It's like, it's the least badass way someone could have died. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, he's in the movie hardly at all. And then when he dies, it's, yeah. like, comical. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a yeah. joke. So he, yeah, he, he, he uh, captures Han Solo in the Empire Strikes Back and he's just like barely mm-hmm. and like moves him just like a little bit. He has like two words. He goes like, yes, sir, or something like that. To <laughs> and that's it. And then in Return of the Jedi, he's at Jabba the Hutt's ca- uh, palace at the beginning where they, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, rescue Han. And then you're right. He gets like his rocket. Somebody, I think Han, Luke either hits his rocket or something, his jetpack, and he goes flying. He goes, eh. And, like, <laughs> and smashes into the side of a thing and like falls into the Sarlacc pit, which is like this like monster pit. It's like, and then a, it's like fucking when someone gets killed in Smash Bros. And it's like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the the, the even does. I think I'm, I'm like I'm like eighty percent sure the Sarlacc pit does a like a burp. Oh my god, gag. 
Um, I'm like 80% sure. I could be wrong. I could be just like misremembering. But anyway, so that's like, and so that's all it is in like the movies, right? Mm-hmm. And But then in the years since, there's been like books and comic books and stories and video games and all the shit about him. Um, but then when Star Wars took over, or when Disney took over Star Wars, they decanonized all that stuff. And basically said right. only the movies are canon and the stuff going forward is canon. And so this is like their, you know, so he showed up in the second season of The Mandalorian. And I've I've said my thoughts about the Mandalorian season two on here, where like I was like, season one, I was like, oh my god, fuck yes, we got, oh, there's infinite possibilities of what could happen because you know there's a universe, we don't have to do that. And then season two, it's like, wait, no, we have to do backdoor pilots. Sorry, here's this character from this show, here's that character from that show, here's Boba Fett from <laughs> right. Empire, here's this, here's Luke Skywalker nerds, <laughs> and just like I just hated it. And so, but anyway, so I gave it a chance because I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a Star Wars show, and it, they're gonna put all the money into it, and hopefully, it looks good. And overall, I'd say the show is pretty hit or miss. I think the show starts off well, like it, the first two episodes, I was like, eh, like I don't understand where this is going. And then episode three was really cool because it was like a flashback of how Boba Fett escaped and like he found his people in the desert, and like it was really cool. They had a really good action sequence on a train, and, and it was it was pretty good. Okay. Um, and then at the end of, I think. So this is where it gets weird, because at the end of, I think, episode four or five, he goes, he like, he's like the crime lord boss of like a city now. And so he goes, mm-hmm. we're going to need some help. And then the fucking Mandalorian music plays like that. And I was like, oh, oh, shit, the Mandalorian's going to show up in the next episode. Right. So you mm-hmm. would think that the natural progression of that was that or would be that you would, you know, the next episode would show up and you would be like. Boba Fett showing up at the Mandalorian's house and being like, I need your help, Mando. Right? Like, because right. it's the book of Boba Fett. But it's not. Literally, the next two episodes are, like, episodes from the Mandalorian. Like, there is no <laughs> Boba Fett in the next two episodes. It is entirely, like, Mandalorian. Like the ep- And, and the, the thing is, they're the two best episodes of the season. So I saw someone say, like, I didn't realize how much, uh, like, better of a character... The Mandalorian Mandal- was yes, until, dude, like, until I got the two Mandalorian episodes. I was like, "Oh, these are great!" Yes, like, they yes, were like, dude, I like, was so excited to see. Him. <laughs> I was, it's like you, yeah, exactly, dude. Like the first opening scene, and and it's directed by um, Bryce Dallas Howard, and it, within an inch of their life, like it is like the like some of the best Star Wars like ever, and it, it, and literally, and then it goes back to Boba Fett stuff, and you kind of go like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I want those last two episodes back." Yeah. <laughs> And so, and then, so, but that looks, it looked like her episode looks clean and futuristic and nice and like it looks expensive. And then they gave some episodes to Robert Rodriguez. You know, mm-hmm. he did Spy Kids and like Desperado and like some other movies. Yeah. And his episodes look like ass. They oh, look no. like shit. They look so cheap. They look like, uh, no offense to Quarter Crew, but they look like Quarter Crew, like shorts. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that, all right. Also, the quarter, the difference with the corridor crew thing is that they're like you know they're doing everything on like small budget, short <laughs> yeah, exactly. time frames. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Like yeah, I don't think I, it's necessarily a dig at them. <laughs> I know, but so you go like this looks yeah, like yeah. ass. It looks like a corridor crew. Video. You go, <laughs> right, oh, yeah. okay. It's like a backhanded compliment. Like this. <laughs> right. It's like the bare minimum of what Disney does is the best that they can do. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, but yeah. So overall, the show, I think. <sighs> I think if you watch Mandalorian 1 and 2, watch the two Mandalorian episodes here. Because I think shit happens in them that I think is going to affect Season 3. Okay. 
If you are like, I have never watched any Star Wars show. I did not watch The Mandalorian. I'm going to start with Boba Fett. He was my favorite growing up. Like, don't. You're going to have a bad time? <laughs> You're gonna have, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Um, it's The thing is that because the show, you know, you need to have an arc. You need to have humans to humanizes them. And I think anybody who's a fan of Boba Fett is just a fan of cool, like, brooding stuff. And the right. show does a job. The show tries to go, no, there is a human under this. A human who can change. And... That's not what the nerds want. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, and so, um, but guys, I, 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 and this is what I was telling a friend. I was like, look, I was like, are you watching Boba Fett? And he's like, not yet. I'm going to wait until it ends. I'm like, it's not worth it. But <laughs> dude, the Mando episodes are like, it's weird. Cause it, it's probably the best Mandalorian episode that isn't uh, in the fucking Mandalorian. It's just so weird, dude, because they're like, the first episode happens of where the Mandalorian happens. I was like, okay, it's just a little detour. And then the second one happens, and your your brain goes, what is going on? Like, <laughs> like, why would they pitch it this way? Like, did they, like, have a, like, halfway through, like, <laughs> filming and making Boba Fett? They were like, wow, Wolf, this sucks, man. Let's just <laughs> no, do We need you know, something to spice things up. Let's just throw let's another just do, two episodes of the fucking Mandalorian in here. Let's just do 2.5. Like, let's go. But, um... But yeah, that's why it's so interesting, because I think if, if they hadn't had those two, and it had just been Boba Fett straight up, I would be like, this is like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what it is. The two episodes in the middle are Loki, surrounded by Wild Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, and no. that's kind of like what I would say about it. And it sucks, because it's like, if it had been one or the other, I'd be like, well, yeah, you know, like I said, Loki, watch it. Like, it's great Marvel. Or I'd be like, no, fucking skip. You don't need to watch. Right. Trust me. Like, you can just read the Wikipedia summary. You don't even have to go to plot. You can just do like the little read the top part where that's just like the summary <laughs> part. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's the book of Boba Fett. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so book of Boba Fett, you'd say skip other than yes. uh, those two the episodes, two if, episodes. If you decide yeah. you want to do that, I forget if it's like five or six or four and four and five. Just Google it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so as far as uh, me watching things, I, I haven't watched anything. Um, I've just been plugging away at uh, at Persona Five. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm almost done. Uh, there is Persona Five starts with a what? Uh, I don't know if you would say it starts with a flash forward or if it like you are at present day and then you're immediately back you know, months, right? Mm -hmm. And I just hit present day, right? Like, most of the game, it seems, probably takes place in the past. And, like, you are trying to figure out how you got to where you were and then, um, you know, how you're going to proceed. But with that being said, like, I got to present day, basically, and I got, um, I, like, paused because it was kind of late. I, like, saved it. Or, sorry, like, I, I finished a boss fight, and mm -hmm. it was like, you might want to save. And I was like, okay. Like, like the game has never told me that, right? Like, the game has never been like, mm. you, should, you should probably save. Um, but, like, this time it was like, you should probably save. And then I was like, okay, I saved. And I, the next thing I hit, it was like, the story is going to start progressing very quickly from here. So I'm assuming now that, like, like you know, most of the game probably takes place before this. And you're basically, like, you're, I'm now currently at the top of the hill, 
right? And like mm-hmm. on a roller coaster. I probably should have prefaced that. Like on a roller coaster, like the whole time I've been click, click, clicking up, and I think I'm at the point where I'm at the top, about to just start fucking barreling down to the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. It's been great. Uh, that's but that's really been what I'm sinking my time into. Um, what little time I do have. Uh, so nothing, no real update there other than, like I said, it was like, Hey, you should probably just go ahead and put a save in just because some things are going to happen. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to talk about your next thing and then I'll, I'll kind of like finish up my last little section all together at the end there. Okay. Yeah. 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 My, my next thing is, um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Oh my gosh. Is, um, Sydney and I went to see, um, a movie called Bound. Okay. So this is actually when, well, it when was a real album. man holds you down, you're supposed to grab. <laughs> uh-huh. Bam. <laughs> um, it's not the Kanye West. It's not based on the Kanye West song. Um, it's actually, um, it's the Wachowski's first movie. It's okay. um, from 1996, so three years before The Matrix. And um, I'd always heard. Well, I wanted to see it because I hadn't. I think it's the only one of their movies. I hadn't seen. I think I've seen. No, I haven't seen Cloud Atlas. I haven't seen Cloud Atlas. But you know, I always heard it was good. It's got uh, Joey Joey Pants, Joe Pantaleone, the guy for the Cipher from The Matrix. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I always heard it was like pretty good, like a good thriller. And it sort of was like it, you know, the Warner Brothers saw what they did at you know Unbound, and that's what sort of gave them the push for The Matrix. And as, as a movie, I love as much as The Matrix. I'm like, okay, I got to see this. Okay. And so. The I read the summary and it's basically like the the girlfriend of like a mob middleman falls in love with a woman and they hatch a plan to like rob the mob and like run away. Okay, and like that, that's it. And I was like, okay, it'll be like a drama. Like it'll be kind of like you know, like <sighs> smoking cigarette. Like I love you, I love you. Okay, let's talk about dreams. What do you think? You know, your husband does. Oh, blah blah blah. It is. Not that. It is okay. 100% like white knuckle thriller, like awesome, dude. It is fantastic. So the first half of the movie is just, you know, them getting to know each other, falling in love, you know, being together and deciding to run away. And you get, you you meet Joey, Joey Pants and he's like a middleman. He's just like a launderer. And then the second half or the, you know, them hatching the plan in the, the entire second half is um the, the plan coming together and then like doing it right okay and the whole second half you're just like oh 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 like grabbing your seat dude and it's like great it's like the whole movie's like an hour 45 but it's like awesome it is an awesome awesome movie and the thing is i wouldn't say it's like amazing like it's not the matrix of course but you can see so much of the matrix in this like camera movements are very similar to the matrix like there's the remember when um after agent smith beats up morpheus in the bathroom and you get this overhead shot of him in the bathroom and like the tile and those guys come in and beat up morpheus there's like a bunch of those or there's like a shot of like uh you know how there's like a super close-up of um it zooms in on like the public telephone right into like the little holes of the public telephone and it zooms in those right and you see you hear that right You, you get one of those here where like it zooms out of a gun out of a gun barrel like that like really cool shit that you go, oh, that's even the music. The music, there's like little bits of like the music, the strings from the Matrix and stuff. Same, I think same, same composer, and so it's really, really, really fucking cool 
just you know as we've talked before seeing a movie as much as we've seen the matrix it's itched etched in your brain like a song so you know every single little fucking bit and so yeah. it's so cool to see those little bits in this right um and it was a two it was a two two two-hander kind of thing where i was like oh like cool i get to see that from the matrix but then also the movie's actually genuinely really fucking good and it's so interesting because it's like it makes you i don't know i i came out of it being like well fuck man like people these days watch such bullshit netflix bullshit movies where they're like a new movie every week and it's like okay but are they any fucking good and then you have hundreds of movies like this bound where people probably have never even heard of it that are fantastic that are just getting lost in time right because they're not like braveheart or titanic or you know these big movies that are pop culture staples they're just really really solid thrillers that are just kind of gone you know yeah i mean so i was looking up uh, a couple things so so they go straight from this to the matrix which is mm-hmm. wild um yes. like to just be like yeah all right so we we made a movie and uh our next one's gonna be one of the best movies of all time um <laughs> I, I just whip and, that out out of nowhere right and the crazy thing it, it, you know you and i have talked about here before i was talking about um who was it maybe it was jordan peele or it, it was somebody else where i was like dude some people just like they get it right they yeah. can just nail it and like you watch this and there is no kind of rookie sort of like boring static shots here everything is like fucking stylish as hell and like you just watch and you go like they know what they're doing like right off the bat yeah and it's i don't i don't know if we crazy. mentioned it with jordan peele but it, it that is a perfect example right like mm-hmm. he did a sketch show on comedy central mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. they were like all right he like yeah, apparently he leveraged that into directing a movie uh in some way and it was like mm-hmm. hey uh can i direct a movie and they were like sure and he was like all right cool i'm just gonna make like just an absolute classic like right off the bat right, exactly it, it's like yeah. and like right nothing in that yeah. movie's that movie, it looks so polished, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. there's nothing that seems amateur about it. Like, it's all right, right. very distinct and fucking shiny. Exactly. Like, there's some movies where, like, you you see, like, the first movie, you go, okay, like, it's fine, but there's, like, we're a little bit rough, right? And it just came out fully formed, right? Like, you and I have talked yeah. about before where The Matrix, like, it doesn't seem... So, mm, Star Wars, the first Star Wars, the George Lucas one, like, the mm-hmm. very, very first one, it came together when they were editing it because he just filmed and filmed and filmed and they just like piece it together and they were like well let's hope this works and it's like a lightning in a bottle and it just fucking happened to work perfectly like everything lined up whereas the matrix it literally like just came out they (laughs) wrote it and they were like no this is like this is the movie it just came out fully formed right out of them and i feel like that's what get out was as well where i don't i don't other than like i think the the ending being changed a little tiny bit it seemed like he just was like no this is the tone i want like this is this comedy horror social commentary masterpiece that i want and it just came out fully formed yeah and so it's so interesting to see like there's no like hesitation in this it's right fucking it has this really cool like n- like 90s noir tone but like it nails it right off the bat and dude joey pants i i he is so good in this dude because <laughs> they so it's a little bit of a spoiler but i don't know if anybody's gonna watch it they make him think that the money has been stolen by somebody else mm-hmm. and the mob boss is coming and so of course he's like it's my fucking head and he it, it, 
the second half of the movie, the one where the, you know the plan starts to come together, it takes place in one night over mm-hmm. the course of a couple hours, and so you see him go fucking wild, dude. He is up there like they're gonna fucking kill me, Violet. You gotta help me find the fucking money, fucking Johnny. I should have known that fucking that little piece of shit, and he's like losing his mind, dude. He is just so good in this. I was telling Sydney, I was like, where have you afterward? I was like, where have you gone, Joey Pants, man? Because he, you know, he killed it. He kills it in the Matrix. You and I know mm-hmm. that. He kills it in this. And if you've ever seen Memento, he kills it in that. And so I was like, where have you gone, Joey Pants? Like, man. But anyway, I, I think if you like, I, I don't want to say like you feel like the Matrix is going to like this because it's not the same at all, but it's like the same sort of, like I said, the same DNA, the same seeds of that are here. And this is just like, like, um, a great like to, you know you get in you meet these characters you really like them you go through this awesome adventure with them and then it's done right just like a perfect like if this was out i'd be like watched go go catch a matinee of this on a, on a tuesday night because you will not be disappointed i think if I, I don't know if it's rentable anywhere or if it's streaming anywhere but if you if you have like two or three bucks dude it is absolutely worth the rent especially mm-hmm. if you are wachowski's fan and, and you've never you know if you've watched all of the other stuff and this is the one that's missing i think it's 100 percent totally worth it like it is it's not what i was expecting in the best possible way awesome so uh yeah i mean it looks like you can you can rent this on youtube on google play voodoo like this. so there's definitely options to rent it for like three bucks Mm-hmm. Um. So definitely worth checking out. The, oh, where I was. What, another thing I was gonna say was that you were talking about this movie being a, like a movie kind of lost in time, but um, looking at the box office, it was kind of lost in time when it came out. Uh, yeah. It only looks like it made a million dollars. Like it. It. The, it looks says the budget was six million and the box office was seven. So Damn. that that shit like broke even. <laughs> yeah. It just like can't. Just that shit was like, like yeah. Whoever fucking made that movie that. Whew, all right, well, that could have gone worse, but it could have gone right, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it, in those days they were like, "Whoa, we broke even." Whoa, movies back then, you know. Nowadays it's like you didn't make a hundred million dollars in China. We're not screenwriting a sequel, right? Whatever, right? You know? Um, simpler time. Yeah, but uh, but then again, that to me that lends even more like. Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for here. It makes the the Matrix even more impressive, right? Like mm-hmm. they made their first movie, it, it like broke even, and then another company was like, "All right, like I see what you were trying to do. It didn't work out, but we're gonna give you another shot." And they just fucking blew it up. They're like, "All right, cool, got this. Make one of the most probably profitable franchises of all time, right?" Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure. Um, it's not like they're making fucking toys off of it or anything, but they made video games. They made all sorts of shit. The animated shit, Matrix. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, yeah. So what have, what else have you been doing? Uh, so so I got kind of just like an amalgamation of things uh, that I just wanted to talk about. So um, you know, for better or worse, uh, there is a thing on my phone that I have. That basically, like, every so often, Google mm-hmm. will just be like, here's, like, three questions to answer. And they'll just give you, like, 15 cents, 20 cents, like, every time you do one. It takes literally, like, a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, over time, you know, you build up, like, you know, $14, $15, like, on the Google app or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I bought, uh, this is kind of stupid sounding, um, they're... 
do you remember me telling you I had tried to start Final Fantasy twelve a couple times and like started playing it and then like something new would come out and I'd drop it and then like me the person I am, like my uh characteristics, personality trait, like I when I come back I can't just pick up where I left off. I have to start over. I don't know if we yeah. talked about mm-hmm. that. Um yeah. but Final Fantasy twelve I tried to start a couple times. Um and Final Fantasy twelve is a Final Fantasy game that takes place in Ivalice, which is basically the only modern one that takes place in that place because you know i don't know if you know but most of the final fantasy games are like the only little, like, only the most loosely connected like yeah. they they all have big yellow birds you can ride called chocobos and they all have like cactars which are little cactus people um mm-hmm. but like ultimately like those little nuggets are like the only things that connect them other than like again other common terminology like your hero will consistently be a warrior of light Right, and even if it's not labeled that, they act in a way that a warrior of light in the other games would act. So, like, mm. but ultimately, it's it's all different. None of them are connected. Um, the there is apparently, uh, which I didn't know, a game called Final Fantasy Tactics that came out on the original PlayStation in 1996. Um, I thought it was a handheld game because it had come out again on the PSP. So I thought that's when it originally came out. I was wrong. It came out on um, the original PlayStation in 1996. Uh, They have redone it a few times because the first one apparently on the PlayStation was like the game was great, but everything else was bad. Like the like the menu was bad, the localization was bad, the translation Mm -hmm. was bad. Like like it was like so many things are fucked up about this game, but like the core game's good, so it still like made it. and so they made another one where they, like, clean up some of those issues. And it's called Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lion. Um, and that is available on phones. And if you actually look up, like, mm-hmm. reviews for this game, they're, like, the best version of Final Fantasy Tactics you can play is currently on a cell phone. Like, huh. even the old PSP one, like, they just, they're, like, literally the best version of this game you can play. Like, it has the best translation, has the best localization, like, controls, all of it. Like, this game is the best on a phone currently. Mm-hmm. So, it's like 13 bucks. I had all these little surveys I've been doing. I ended up with like 14 bucks, And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to just buy Final Fantasy Tactics. Like it, Yeah. Because the thing is, is, in my head, I was like, I don't want to buy it on the phone, though. But then you see everyone's like, no, actually, the phone version's the best one. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's <laughs> like, wait, if they say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck it. Um, so I downloaded Final Fantasy Tactics, like, yesterday. Uh-huh. Haven't even really played it. But my hope is that it gives me, like, when I'm at work on lunch, like, Mm-hmm. I have my phone on me. I can just play it there, or like, yeah, you know, whenever I just have free time, but I can't really like go actually play my game or something like that. Right, like you I, have to boot up, turn on the TV, right, get the controller, sit down. So like, I can play that, and then my hope, right, is that one, since I've learned it came out in 1996, I, I don't, mm. I might have skipped over this part. It also takes place in Ivalice. It takes place hmm. way, way, I think, in the past. Like mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy Tactics happens. A bunch of years follow, and then Final Fantasy Twelve happens. So what I'm hoping is that this playing this on my phone will make it take long enough that by the time I'm finished, I will also be finished with all my actual like PlayStation games that I want to play. Like Persona Five, I'll be done with that, and any new game that comes out, like maybe Horizon, and I get into that, I'll be finished mm-hmm. with it by the time I finish this phone one. And when I finish the phone one, I'm gonna be like, now I want to play Twelve because I just beat the other one that's related. 
Um, yeah. So I'm just hoping the timing plans out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and everything just comes together very nicely. I don't know that it will, but that's what I hope. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to let me know how, how that is, if the people are actually right about it being the best one. Because that's so interesting. But yeah, let, let me know about that. And, you know, you're talking about, I see here you put, you know, you have in your notes too many games. And I timed it perfectly. <laughs> nailed it. I finished Assassin's Creed today. I hit a credit screen today. Um, and the new, you know, Horizon comes out at the time of this recording in two days. I won't be able to play it until Tuesday because I'm out of town, but, like, I fucking nailed it. I feel like that guy, the bowling guy, God damn it, how <laughs> do you think you are I am, right? <laughs> right? Because, like, dude, I played it, I think it ended up, the total tally ended up being, let me see, I took a picture of it, I sent it to Sydney. <laughs> um, it ended up being two, 136 hours and 44 minutes. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Um, Assassin's Creed's are getting bold. Bro, like, you could have never told me back in the day, like, that was the game that would be like, yeah, we're gonna make a ver like, we're gonna make an Assassin's Creed. It's gonna be like a 140-hour adventure, but, like, we're gonna make one. I'd have been like, what? And the thing is, you know, that's a, it's a PS4 game, right? Right. Which means that the PS5 game, they probably stuffed even more shit on it. I bought Valhalla, I wanna burn it. I don't even wanna try, I don't even wanna, like, put it in and, like, Oh, that's right. You weren't even playing Valhalla. You were playing no. uh, Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> so Valhalla's what? What do you think? Like one seventy five, two hundred. I've, I, dude, I've spent four months playing this game. <laughs> um, and so yeah, and so I timed it perfectly. I finished it. But like the thing is, I, I never, it never like days gone. As I was playing, I was like, this is this is a good time. Like this is nice. And then I finished it. And I was like, that was cool. Alright, time to put it away. But when I turned it off today, I was like. <laughs> Goodbye, Alexio. Thank you for the memories. It was so much fun taking over Greece and whatever with you and killing all those people and having sex with all those men and women and killing all those goats and horses and pigs and, you know, um, that's, that's slaughtering easily 10,000 people. It was such a great time. Um, and so, yeah, so I finished it, and so I'm excited for Horizon, and I'll, I'll definitely have some thoughts. Hopefully, by the time we record, maybe not. Nothing too crazy, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because you, I see you, you put here on the notes too many games. Yeah, so that's like kind of where I'm running into a problem is that like, so I'm gonna be finishing up Persona soon. Um, I, I have like a weird thing with Horizon, which is that like, I acknowledge that like, it's great. Like I played it, I thought it was extremely good, but I don't have like that. I don't have that same urge in me for Horizon as I do for God of War. Which is that, like, mm -hmm. when the new God of War comes out, I'm like, I'm gonna be there. Like, I'm probably gonna take days off of work. Like, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna make sure I don't have shit to do. Um, and I don't have that in me for Horizon. I don't know why. I think it's great. I played it. I loved it. Um, and I am excited for this one, but I don't have the urge to, like, be there when it comes out. So, um... Like, I don't have plans to buy the, that game yet. Like, I know I'm mm -hmm. going to, and I know I'm going to play it and love it, but, like, I don't have the urge to be, like... When The Last of Us 2 came out, I was like, all right, like, hey, pre-ordered, uh, right. launch, no, ready yeah. to go. I remember, yeah, because we had we were recording then, and we were both like, dude, tomorrow's the day, get ready, right? And <laughs> yeah. we were, like, texting about it and stuff, but, um, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I've got that, which, again, like, I'm still super excited for, nonetheless. Um, a game came out recently called Sifu, and I've heard some, like, mixed reviews on it. 
Um, it, it's uh, you play as like a uh, man. It's like Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Like like you mm. there's. Well, I guess it's a little different, but like it, it's like a kung fu mob mixed together, and like I think uh, the difference may be that Sifu's dad was murdered, maybe, and like the whole thing is you trying to get revenge. Um, yeah. So it's like Kill Bill. Yeah, there you Episode go. Episode one. It's or a and one. it's it's a roguelite, which uh, I've mentioned a couple times on here. Like it's one of those games like you die, you start over. It's not like a um. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not like a long cumulative experience, um, yeah. and it, it's got like a cool mechanic, which is that like every time you die, you age as many years as times you've died. So you start at age oh. twenty five, and the first time you die, you start again at age twenty six, and then the next time you die, you start at twenty eight, thirty one, thirty five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and the the mechanic is that once you reach age seventy, you're on your last attempt, um, and you're seventy years old trying to get revenge. And, like, basically what the game does is that, like, as you get older, you become, you deal more damage, but you can take less damage. Because you're older and more frail, but you're also way more experienced. And, you know what I mean? So, it's, like... It is very interesting. It's, like, a cool mechanic. um, Yeah. But I've heard that it gets, like, kind of convoluted and some things that don't really work super well in the Mm. the framework of the game. So, uh, I'm, like, on the fence about that one. That's very cool. I mean, it's like such a cool mechanic because it's like these days, it's like, all right, what do you got that's new, right? Because right. like you said, we you talked about before, you mentioned Bioshock, right? right? You die, you come back, but the people are already at the health where you left them, and you're like, oh, okay. Right. Or even, the, that's like the easiest version of that. Other versions are like, you come back and you just do the same thing until you crack it, right? And right. Just, that's, that is very interesting. Um, and, and it's also, I'm pretty sure it's only 40 bucks, uh, so it's not like a full $70 yeah. title. So it's like, even like now with mixed reviews, I'm like, that's eh, only forty bucks though. I might, you know, I mean, I might bite even if I'm not sure if it'll be great. Um, mm-hmm. So there's Sifu Horizon. Uh, I did take days off work for Gran Turismo. Um, that's coming out March fourth. Um, so I took the seventh and eighth off, and so nice, I'll be nice. fucking going crazy on that. And there's just a lot of shit going on. I'm like, I I talked last week I think about persona 5 how there's like another version of it maybe that was two weeks ago like yeah. that i want to play and i'm like fuck that's on the list now like final fantasy 12 is on the list like i just like god there's so much shit i want to play and i just don't have enough time um so that's kind of what i'm stuck with uh right now and that's why i put too many games on there so yeah uh, it's so, yeah. yeah it's like too much of a good thing. It's, i mean it's like you know like streaming or anything else right now right right it's like just too many good shows you know if the show isn't triple a don't fucking talk to me Right, exactly. It's like, fuck. The, uh, Sifu's a perfect example, right? Like, it has mixed reviews, and I'm like, well, I guess I just have to come to that last. Like, like, I, like I have other things I'd rather get to first if that's if there's a chance that's bad. So, like, it, yeah. it's just slowly going to falter down the list until I yeah. finally get to it. Yeah. So, uh, anything else uh, you've been doing? Um, no, no, we can skip to the next topic. I can save those for later. Okay, uh, the only other thing I wanted to touch on super quickly... Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, just to say, we'll probably talk about it, you know, uh, you know, next week, which is that like one of the cool things uh, uh, I told you I'm taking two days off of Grand Turismo. I'm super excited mm-hmm. for that. Um, one of the cool things I've read is that they created a new AI for uh, Grand Turismo that's actually a really big deal in the community, which mm-hmm. is that um, I've read, I, I like looked this up. So do you know what rubber banding is in, in like... Uh, racing games 
No. So Wait, is it, it like drifting? No. Right? So it's like rubber banding is like you're in first, right? And you're in a fucking Bugatti, right? You're in like the mm-hmm. fastest fucking car on a straight line. You're in first place. Second place can be a fucking Volkswagen bug. And the game, because it's like, oh, it needs to be competitive, the bug will just start gaining on you in a straight line. And mm. you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, mm. it, games, the, and basically, also vice versa, right? Like, your car may go 0 to 60 in 5 seconds. If you're in last place, you'll kind of start noticing it goes 0 to 60 in 3. Like, it, mm. the game is constantly adjusting the physics and everything to make it seem like a fair game, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're in last... And obviously, as you go up in difficulty, it does things differently. Like, you put it on super hard, the AI is, like, will rubber band faster to you, and then you won't rubber band as much to them. You know what I mean? Like, it it tries to keep people close and competitive, but it's willing to bend those for difficulty reasons. And Mm -hmm. what I've read, basically, is that rubber banding is a thing in every game. Like, Mm -hmm. every racing game. Even ones that are supposed to be simulations. Like, Mm -hmm. other than the most simulation ones, it's in every Mm -hmm. game. And the thing that makes... Good rubber banding noticeable from bad rubber banding is that you don't notice it. Like like good right. rubber banding is still happening, but it's not as noticeable. And that's like right. basically been the theory and philosophy of all racing games. And Sony created an AI called uh, Sophie um, that is they've it has beaten all of the Gran Turismo World Professionals at every race. Mm-hmm. With no rubber banding. Like, it is... The problem with, like... The reason why rubber banding has to be a thing is because the AI in racing game were generally kind of stupid. Like, they break too early, they break too often, they take corners way too slow. So in order right. to combat that, if you want the game to be hard, they just fucking gain on you. Like, as soon as it's... They fucking whip a turn going 180 that they shouldn't be able to hit 90. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like... They make a turn at breakneck speeds when they're off screen where you can't see them to catch up so. And so they basically made an AI that doesn't have to bend the reality or bend the physics of the game. It has just, it can, it has learned through multiple trials, like, this is how I need to take these turns. And like, and it even has managed to understand that dynamic within like racing with other people too. Like, like it, I watched a clip on it, but like they show it in one race and there's it it started behind one of like the top four racers in the world like Gran Turismo players in the world and it actually faints to the outside so that the guy goes to the outside to to block it and then shoots inside like a fucking actual person would and so uh ultimately it's not that it's it's a really big deal because like now you can finally have a racing game where they just tone that down some right like they don't Difficulty isn't just related to how much the game's going to just fucking, like, brute force the rules. You know what I mean? Like, the game's mm-hmm. going to be like, hey, tough speed on this thing's 120? Well, we're kind of far behind, so it's 150 for now. Um, they, they've made an AI that's able to be difficult just by racing well. Um, so, the that's just, like, a really cool advancement in, like, that kind of genre. And uh, it's, it's not going to be present in Gran Turismo 7 at launch because they're still working on it. Yeah. But the idea is that it's going to be there. And then the other cool thing is obviously, like, if you have that top level, you can just scale it down for easier difficulties. Yeah. And, you know, if it's on medium, it doesn't take things as tight and well as it should. But it's still not, like, just randomly getting faster than it should or slower than it should to suit the situation. Right, so, right. That's just, no, like, I... a really cool thing in my opinion. 
No, that, that is very cool. That is very interesting. It, yeah, it's interesting. Like, kind of like with the game format for the other one. It's just like these little things. It's like, all right, but like, what do you got to show me now, video games? Like, what do you, right. what do you got for me that's not just a bigger world, more shit, more, more blades of grass visible individually? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can see the horse's testicles shrivel in the cold, Red Dead, and Red Dead too. You know, it's like yeah. actual game mechanics that I'm like, okay, like what is like what are you changing about that I haven't seen before? Like, what 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 is what's genuinely new and not just you know, we made this guy skip his kid's birthday because we wanted more hair follicles on the chin of this guy, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that like you said, it's just like a cool advancement in gaming in general, and yeah. it's cool to just see more of uh, that <clears throat> taking place. Um, cool. One other thing that's absolutely stupid about Gran Turismo, I, wa- I don't mm-hmm. know if I talked about this. I watched a state of play. They made. Stop me if I have talked about this. They made a meteorology simulation for that game. Oh shit. So they literally, this is so stupid. This is, here's the deal. This is like the, the horse testicle shriveling. Like it, it makes more sense. I think like, I think it has more actual application, but it's still like you took way too much time to try and fucking like get this right. <laughs> they like measured and scanned like weather patterns in each of the areas where they have a track. And so they have, and, and they have done so like not just in that area, but like if it's in California, they have like l- learned like what the weather patterns do over the ocean before they come in to affect what the clouds look like in the sky because of the I'm like yo you guys are bugging like like, <laughs> like, they're like just let me pick cloudy <laughs> overcast at the beginning and let it be done right like right, Madden and, games you're like oh lots of snow but it's Atlanta I don't care lots of snow like right like right but it's like on the other hand their point is that like. So one of the explanations they give is there's this like super big track um, called the Nurburgring, and they're like, this track is massive. It is a it's a real life track. It's huge, and like generally you don't like most people. I don't think even race the full thing. They race sections of it. Um, they're like, and when you race the full thing, our weather pattern will set up a scenario, right? Like based on what actually could be happening, and. And as in real life, there will be sections of it where that track will be raining. There will be other sections where it's not raining. There will be sections where it's cloudy. The sun's beaming through because we've done all these meteorological uh, meteorological simulations to put the rain spots in the right spot. Like the clouds. They're like the clouds in Japan look different than the clouds in the U.S. Because we figured out the fucking... I'm like, you guys are out of control. <laughs> Someone should have stopped you, motherfuckers. I don't know. You just blew so much money on that shit. And while it's cool, it's that's such a waste of money. <laughs> like, there had to be something better you could have done with that budget than, than be like, yeah, we made real weather. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, when, it's like when we saw the rope in The Last of Us 2. We were like... Oh, yeah, exactly. We, we were like, oh, bro, this fucking rope? And, like, immediately we just started yanking on around shit. And mm. then you, like, you read a review, like, or not a review, but you hear developers talking about it, and like, yeah, that's the hardest thing we did in this whole fucking game, <laughs> was making a realistic rope. And it's like, mm. like on why? the one hand, that is cool, because I did spend, like, 20 minutes fucking with it. On the other hand, that, that probably was not a wise use of time. <laughs> right, because I think, I mean, you can, right, like, you use it to, like, open a gate, but you're like, you could have just been like, here's some gasoline. <laughs> right. right? Like, you didn't. You didn't need to, but yeah. The, but the, I, yeah. the developers are just trying to flex. You know what I mean? They're like, mm. right, I'm gonna make the realest fucking rope you've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> so ridiculous. But yeah, anyways, too many games. Uh, Gran Turismo it's got all sorts of nonsense going on in it, but I'm I'm excited. So, yep. uh, so that's that. 
Um, you know, as we were looking at things in the future, we will, you know, look back to the past uh, three days, right? Yeah, <laughs> three days. Um, <laughs> at, at Super Bowl... 56. Uh, 56. Okay. Um, Super Bowl 56, the Rams versus the Bengals. And uh, the Rams won. The Rams, the it was it was a close game. <laughs> yeah. I, did you, um, how much did you watch of it? Did you watch like most of it to the halftime show? Or? I actually didn't get to watch any of it. Uh, my, mm. uh, my digital antenna does not pick up NBC because that's in Winston. Um, and so I just didn't have a way to watch it. I like I like looked and like he was like, oh, you can try Peacock and blah blah blah. And I was just like, uh, I've used so many free trials that just the idea of trying to figure out which free trials I've used and which emails I've used for which free trials, I was like, uh, I think I'm just gonna take this L on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the game as a whole was like in terms of like the game itself. Like I, I was, the reason I was asking is because it was like weird like i was telling um i forget who i was telling but i was telling that that i was like you know the, the, it was close the whole time but it also was like boring but it wasn't like that 13 to 3 super bowl from a couple years back where it's like wow this sucks it's just punts 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 like there were points scored but there also wasn't i don't know it wasn't like a shootout like it didn't feel like oh my god this is crazy like these two quarterbacks were playing out of their minds it felt just like i don't know like very it, it was like the, the most like week eight one o'clock game ever but <laughs> right. like but like not like i said like not like the 13 to 3 but um, right no it was like a week eight game one o'clock but like between two really good teams so it was yeah. like it, it's still just like a regular season game ultimately you know what i mean like yeah both like playing well feel... but it's you're not you don't yeah. have that same like there's not big shit popping off every game right I mean, it wasn't like the previous games right like the previous games it's like oh my god i can't believe that happened like holy shit like whether it was like the comebacks by the bengals or you know the the, the bills and uh, chiefs game um yeah this one felt a lot more um more subdued more i guess more like general um but yeah the, the rams did it. It, it it's it's you know I think you, I, I, again, I forgot who had who, but I think we, we both had different ones. I think you had the Rams, I think, right? I, shit, I can't remember. I feel like, I, I think don't, we I don't both. Remember, I don't remember what I said on tape, but I remember yeah. in real life saying, like, I want the Bengals to win, and mm-hmm. I think the Bengals can win, but, like, ultimately, I think it, I'm acknowledging that that would be an upset. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, I think the Rams are more likely to win, but my heart is basically telling me to say the Bengals will win. So I might have yeah. said the Bengals will win. But, like, I think deep down I knew, like, it, the Rams are most likely to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think I think we both said that. Like, we're both like, well, you know, it'd be cool if the Bengals won just because, you know, when was the last time Cincinnati got anything, you know? Right. LA has won all the championships over the last 10 years. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it ultimately, yeah, the, I watched... Um, the last two drives, the ones where the you know where the where the Rams scored with the Cooper Cup touchdown, and then um, you know they left too much time. I thought for Joe Burrow, and I was watching it with Sydney, and I was like, oh my god, watch this! Aaron Donald's gonna do something crazy, or like this is the Aaron Donald time, and he did it. He fucking stepped up and and got that that uh, the pressure and, and made him miss on the fourth down. But yeah, overall, pretty good game. I you know it was entertaining. At least it was close, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think. You know, twenty years ago, Super Bowls were you know, 
40 to 10, right? Like I was I was listening to an episode of Bomani Jones, uh, The Right Time of Bomani Jones, and he's talking about that. He's like, man, it's been a really long time since someone just got dog-walked in the Super Bowl. And it's like yeah. him and Foxworth. He's like, that used to happen all the time. All the like, time, he yes. Was, I, think they were t- I think they started in like the 90s. 2000. It, uh, yeah, it was like the late 90s maybe in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it was like, that team got blown out, that team got blown out, that team got blown out. And it was like... Over a ten year span that they said like there were three good Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean like let me let me think. Like I can I can remember the Super Bowls from the years that like I started watching. So the Seahawks Steelers, that one was eh, that was kind of just shitty, but it was closest. The Bears Colts, that was closest, but not too crazy. The one after that was the uh, Pats and Giants, but that one was, you know, the fucking Plexico Burr. So that's close. The year after, it's the San Antonio Holmes, where he's, like, catching it in the corner of the end zone. So that's mm-hmm. close. And then after that is a uh, Colt Saints. And eh, it's close-ish, but it has the pick six to seal it away. And the year after that is uh, Steelers-Packers. And that one was close because I think at the end, they had, uh, what's his name? Ben Big Ben had a chance to to, uh, to drive him down. And then the year after that was Pats Giants again. That one was also close because he got to have the Mario Manningham in the corner. But yeah, and then All right. since then, I think the only one that has been a, like a blowout, they'd be like, holy shit, was um, Seahawks Broncos in the, for the 2013-2014 season. That's like the last one that I would say like, whoa, that was crazy. I mean, even the the, the one with the, the Panthers and the Broncos where it looked like it was going to get out, like where it, I mean, the whole game was pretty much one-sided. I think they were within eight or nine, I think, toward the end. So, yeah, all of them have been pretty close. Yeah, so I'm looking now at a list of them, and I think they were actually talking about, like, early 80s. So, like, without going into the teams, I'm just going to, like, tell you the scores. So, starting in 80, um, 31-19, yeah. 27-10, then you have 26-21, that's a close one, 27-17, yeah. eh, 38-9, 38-16, 46-10, 39-20, 42-10, then you have 2016, that's okay, 55-10, to 10, like, like, that's like fucking yeah. six or seven Super Bowls in a row where it's just like, I, yeah, you, you definitely see the halftime show and then be like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right, and that's crazy, because like I said, like, the only one that's been like that has been the Saints-Broncos. Right. right? And, then, and then before that, what would be the, the biggest blowout before that? I mean, shit, like, the, the fucking Jesus. closest one I can think of would have been the Falcons-Patriots with that turn the other way. Um, yeah, that would, yeah, that would have been one where, yeah, if it would have been even been consistent, like, they scored probably, like, 31, make it 31 to 10, they would probably have been at, like, 31 to 10, and, like, that's, like, the last blowout, right? But that didn't happen. So, yeah, all of them have been close. I mean, this one, it'll end up being, what, a three-point game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's I think that, yeah. looking at this, the very, like, the last one that was, like, real bad was, I mean, Seattle-Denver, which we talked about. Um, what was that like forty three to eight? Yeah, forty three to eight. The other one was Tampa Bay and Oakland. I think that was the year that uh Oh yes, yes, yeah. Forty eight to twenty one. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, Gruden came over and he like they didn't change like a single thing, so he knew exactly what they were gonna run. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean other than that, the rest of them have been relatively close. Um so that's like a weird thing now where it's like as we were talking, this one felt subdued, but I feel like you could have put this one in like that fucking span in the 80s where, like, they're all getting blown out. People would have been like, this is the best Super Bowl I've ever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, 
I still think what would be the best one that I've seen that I've been like that is a great probably the, honestly the Eagles Pats one is probably like yeah the best like that the was most entertaining a game to right on the broken leg maybe no no, no, the, no. the the second one the second oh, okay. Eagles yeah, yeah, yeah. Pats because I think the score for that one was like what, like thirty seven to thirty one or thirty two or something like that right it was right, close. Right. Um, and it was entertaining. It was like big, you know, had that Philly special, and Brady was driving down, and they both teams were scoring like at a right. consistent clip. I think that's probably the most entertaining one. I, I, I think you know the, the first Giants one where they got the, the the undefeated team. I think people remember the last drive being mm-hmm. really exciting, right? But I think the first three quarters of that game were kind of boring. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, ultimately, I just hate them because. That fucking dickhead Eli got a ring. I'm so I, I, I will never live with that. I'm so upset. God, bro. The amount of times that, like, as a Cowboys fan, we've had, like, a really good quarterback. And then I see these other quarterbacks, like, are they elite? And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, like, I remember Joe Flacco when his Super Bowl was like, is Joe Flacco elite? And I was like. Tony Romo's better than Joe Flacco ever could have been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then, like, Eli Manning, like, he has two rings. Is he elite? Guaranteed? I'm like, beat my ass. Like, like should yeah. he be in the Hall of Fame? Like, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess, but I don't think you're really all that good. Mm. I think Dude, you yeah. could have put fucking Phillip Rivers on that team. It would have been better. Like, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm, I'm reading the the the... the I'm looking at the box score for that Eagles Pats Super Bowl. Yeah. It's crazy. Here's the Eagles. Here's what they scored in the by quarter. 9 13 7 12. Here's the New England. 3 9 14 7. So it's just like consistent clips. They ended up winning 41 to 33. Uh Foles had 3 373 yards and three touchdowns and Brady had 505 yards and three touchdowns. Oof. Yeah, that's a crazy. Yeah. Yo, I saw a stat the other day it was like best QBRs in the Super Super Bowl since it's been rated and like Nick Foles was like second or third. I was like, "Fuck Nick Foles!" <laughs> he he fucking balled out, dude. That he like he he that was he was like, "Lord, please let me have just like three weeks of amazing football talent." And he like cashed in. He was like Money in the Bank. Yeah, in the WWE. <laughs> he's, he's running down the ramp, stuffing it in the referee's face, being like, "No, no, no! Yeah. The Undertaker's down." <laughs> Uh, but he was like, please, God, just let me shit on Carson Wentz this one time. Um, this one. <laughs> He's like a fucking Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. He's like, uh, Lord, please let me kill Eddie, Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but um, before we move on, I did want to touch on Cooper Cup because I think it... Oh, you mean the it, greatest of all time? <laughs> it, it, I mean, season? Honestly? Maybe. Right. Like, it's it. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it's like up there with like you know Jerry Rice's. You know what is it? Twenty two touchdowns in fourteen games. Although I don't know if they won the Super Bowl that year. They might have. And then of course you know Randy Moss's two thousand seven yeah. season. But yeah, overall, the season he had seventy eight catches, which seems kind of no, no, that's not right. One hundred and seventy eight. I miss. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's no way because he got he broke the he broke the um I think he no I think he broke the single catch record in a season. One hundred seventy eight catches. Fucking nuts. 2,425 yards and 22 touchdowns. Yeah, he's kind of balling out of control. Yeah, <laughs> triple triple crown, most catches, most yards, most touchdowns. Unanimous All-Pro, most catches in a single postseason with 33. He was the Offensive Player of the Year, and he was the Super Bowl MVP. Like, you know how we were talking last week about um, Edelman? Yeah. Right? Nah, get the um, fuck out of here. <laughs> dude, I think, is it possible that you could say that, like... So he was fine 
right? He he has the... Um, how can I say this? Like in a video game, like if you're playing Madden, it's like you got to get 10,000 experience points to, to be in the Hall of Fame, right? I think right. in all of the seasons before, he probably got like 4,000. This season alone is probably worth like the 6,000, right? <laughs> right? It's crazy to see one season really push somebody over the edge and like watch it happen in front of your eyes, right? Because I think... You know, like we said, like if he puts up, you know, if he averages, like if he has this amount of yards for the rest of his career in touchdowns, like, that, like, dude, like, I'm looking at this, it's just crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah, the only thing, like, the only thing that can stop him at this point from having, like, a legendary career is if he, like, falls off, falls off. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like tears both his ACLs at the same if time. If he's out here looking like, uh, God, what was his name? There was a guy who ended up on the Madden cover and then immediately was just like out of the league. Peyton Hillis? Peyton Hillis, bro. Peyton Hillis <laughs> like had one big season. Everyone was like, look at this white running back. He's going to be the best. All-. And then just fucking one just season later. fell just, off. Just gone. Just and I don't even think he got injured. I think he just fucking sucked. He just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, people were ready to crown him the great white hope at the running back position. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that and fucking just fell backfired. Off. Yeah. And... I think I mean the in the the, the touchdown the yardage record I, I, the thing is like it's like it's just like lined up it's kind of like you were saying like Nick Foles where he's like he had to have like the one of the all time great receiving seasons in just regular season and he had to have also with a Super Bowl run to form this like mega season that's never gonna be touched like ever again maybe touchdowns yes because twenty two is I mean Randy Moss got that in sixteen games or no, he got one more than that in sixteen games right. But catches and yards, like, who's going to get 178 yards in a season again, right? Or right. 2,400 yards, like, no one. Yeah, that's that's just an insane number. And it just goes to show, really, just how shitty Jared Goff was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I don't know if you, I don't know if we talked about it or if I've ever told you if you've ever heard it. Um, but, like, they, I remember reading a thing where they said that, like, so the quarterback... The coaches can talk to the quarterbacks until there's 14 seconds left on the play clock, and then they mm-hmm. can no longer talk to the quarterback. And it got to the point where other teams realized that Sean McVay was reading the defenses for Jared Goff, and they would just hide their formation until 13 seconds on the play clock, and then get in like get in their actual <laughs> formation. And Jared Goff was just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, like they would just like they would just be in like default positions, and then he'd get in their actual set, and then like. They'd be like, oh, fuck. And Sean McVay would be like, fuck, I can't tell him. Like, it's too late. It's <laughs> He's probably trying to teach him how to play the how to read the defenses. He's like, if Johnny has two apples, <laughs> my God. <laughs> right? And like it, fucking the first year he was there, he was just telling him. He was like, look, the answer's four. Okay? Like, like <laughs> Jerry Goff's like, what's the question? And Sean McVay's like, the answer's fifteen. Like, I don't know why the fuck you're even asking me about the question, but that's where you're looking. And then the like the fucking uh, he Sean McVay was solving, like, the regular problems for him. And then, like, they introduced, like, word problems for Jared Goff. And then he was like, I can't. Like, like I just can't do it. I need help. Um, I need phonics. Uh, but, yeah. So, Matt Stafford, who, like, man, this, this puts Matt Stafford in the Hall of Fame, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Man, it's tough. Because I always, I, I still, like... Deep down in my heart of hearts, I think I'd tell you that I still think Matt Stafford's, like, a little overrated. But at this point, I'm just like, well, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, dude, what can yeah, I do? It, it, like, he put up big numbers in Detroit, and 
and you know ultimately never won anything but those teams were also pretty bad so but then like in my head right i'm like this man this coach and a lot of these same key players were in the super bowl with jared golf like do I think that means that Matt Stafford is elite, or do I think that maybe like an actually just good quarterback could have taken them to the Super? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, somebody was like Jared Goff could have done this, and like, and then somebody replied the, to it and was like, "Well, they also are missing their number one tight end and their number one wide receiver, right?" Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'm not saying Jared Goff could have done it, but like, if we're saying Jared Goff is a fucking D on a on a grade scale, right? Mm-hmm. Do I think a B minus you know what I mean? Like, if a D got yeah, them yeah, yeah. to the Super Bowl, do I think a B minus could have won the Super Bowl? It's like, yeah, probably. So it's like, like in my heart, I'm like, he's, I still think he's a little overrated. But at this point, like, I just consigned myself to the fact, or resigned myself to the fact that, like, I think I just lost this argument. You know what I mean? Like, I still yeah. feel that way. But at the end of the day, like, he's put up numbers. He won a Super Bowl. He was missing OBJ, who very clearly. Uh, just based on, like, the very beginning of that game was going to blow that whole defense open. Oh, yeah. So it was like, you know, he did it with, like, out with like his tight end, his second-best receiver. They, so, I saw someone say that, like, it wasn't this week. It was last week when he dropped the touchdown. But I don't even know how you pronounce that dude's last name. Like, Scourneck or whatever the fuck that dude's name is. They're mm-hmm. like, this dude's a created player. They're like, this, this, uh, first of all, they're like, I ain't never seen him on the field. And he's got a name like that. That's like a default Madden fucking bench player. It's like player. five years, <laughs> yeah, five years into career mode or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that killed me. But like yeah, that, I that think... was his receivers and the, he won it. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I just, I'm wrong, even though I don't think I am. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, the last drive he had, I think was the, the equivalent for me of like LeBron in 2016 where you just go okay like I get it right because like right. the last drive like he I think they started at their own like with their own 20 or something and he had like a fourth down um play and then he had like this no look pass to uh yeah the no look pass was kind of ridiculous yeah and then he had like the final one in the back of the end zone too what's his name so like I think that drive it's like okay like I see you yeah, yeah. Like at this point, we got to give it up. At this point, like you know what I mean. Um, you know that's how I feel. So, but yeah, the Rams won it. Cooper Cup is fucking making a case of being a real fucking big deal for a while if he if he can keep it up. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, anything else? I mean, the Bengals they didn't look great, but I mean, they were in the Super Bowl and they didn't. It's not like they got blown out. So right, if you're, and they had a couple. If of you're chances. the Bengals, you have the fucking. You have Jamar Chase and Joe Burr on rookie contracts. Like you're like, mm, I think we got a shot. <laughs> yeah, just pump, you know, beef up that offensive line and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I mean, easier said than done, of course. But you can at least know now where to fix. Um, and they had a chance. You know, they had two timeouts. I think like a minute and thirty. Like with Joe Burrow, like in what's his name and um Jamar Chase. It's like. It I remember at one done. point I feel like I looked and it was like 50 seconds left and they were on like the 50 yard line and I was like, yeah, yeah, they had two, yeah, right, yes, they, yeah, they had two big plays. They had one to Jamar Chase and he got like 20 yards ish and they were right there. I was, I was on the city. I was like, oh shit, they're driving, they're driving because they only needed a field goal. And right. what's his name, Evan McPherson, the kicker, he's been ice the whole fucking postseason, so they had a chance. Like you know, we could easily, very, very easily, like, be talking something completely different right now, right? right. So it's not like it was like, well. You know, they never had a chance. It's they, they, they were there. It just, you know, didn't break their way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that it, that's a 
I mean, I didn't watch it, but it seems like it was a it was a solid Super Bowl, and uh, yeah. it set up things well for the future. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it'll be interesting to see if the Bengals can get back, if the Rams can turn this into like a two or three, you know what I mean, Super Bowl run or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's really a whole lot of reason why it couldn't work out. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, OBJ came out looking like fucking smelling like roses because he, I mean, like. He got hurt, but I mean, he was big all postseason. He was big at the beginning of the Super Bowl. Fuck, you know what I mean? If I'm OBJ, yeah. I might be like, mm, I think I might just want to stay out here. Like, yeah, <laughs> in LA? Are you kidding me? You got a Super yeah. Bowl? Stay in LA, like, won a Super Bowl. I got a quarterback that's not cheeks, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got also, God, if somehow they stick together, like Cup and OBJ is your one and two, that shit's aggressive <laughs> yeah. i hope his, his knee's okay i think i i hadn't heard anything somebody was like I, I saw like a tweet that was like a rumor that was like he tore his acl but i hadn't heard anything official yeah so but hopefully everything's here. cool yeah um but yeah so that's the super bowl yeah. uh did you want to do like a uh, super quick I- I moved the trade discussion. We can talk about the big trade that happened in the NBA next week because I think by that point they will have played a couple games and we'll get okay. a feel of it. Um, but that was wild. Um, yeah. Harden for Simmons. We, we'll we we'll talk about it, I think. For sure. Somehow it feels like they both won. Right. It, it seems like the only logical conclusion. Like, like after it happened, I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Like, people were like, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe Philly folded or whatever and gave up all those picks. And it's like, well, dude, you're getting an all-time player. Right. And Simmons was never, ever, 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 ever going to play a game for you again. Right. He was set in his mind that he wasn't going to play again. But, uh, yeah, we'll see next week. Hopefully, he'll be back on the court. Harden will be back, and we'll see how they start to mesh and have a, a more in-depth discussion about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but but yeah, but I did want to touch on one quick thing before we logged off for the day, um, and that was that Spider-Man No Way Home is now third all-time in domestic box office gross. It uh, passed Avatar at the box office, and that's kind of what. What are the nuts. two things that puts it behind? Um, so um, at number one is The Force Awakens. I think at like nine hundred fifty million. Okay. And then in second is um, Avengers Endgame, which I think is like at eight fifty million. God, and Disney's then, just fucking rolling in cash. <laughs> oh yeah, so, and then this is um, because they own. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Disney owns. I think the the following ones because then they own, you know, Star Wars, uh, Avengers, Avatar, Spider Man No Way Home, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther. All uh, basically all of the top ten except for I want to say Titanic. In Jurassic Jesus. World. Jesus Christ. Because they own The Last Jedi. They own The Incredibles 2. They own the first Avengers. Yeah. yeah, so yeah ti- oh, wait, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Titanic and... Uh, uh, what was, no, they own Titanic 2 because it's 20th Century Fox. Yeah, so they own that one. So Jurassic World is probably the only one. Yes. We got to do something. That shit, <laughs> that shit cannot be allowed to stand. They can't getting away with it. <laughs> For real, though. Like... Like, what? What could Disney possibly be doing with all this money? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> They're making fucking Boba Fett shows for weird nerds who want to see Boba. Fett. <laughs> I fucking guess, but yeah. God, I mean, actually, that like that's exactly what they're doing. Like, 
I remember seeing the Corridor uh, digital thing where they're talking about those fucking sets they build. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like the giant like uh, rings that like display. Oh, the LED, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Di- that, that like morph with the way the camera should be moving so that you don't yeah. even know. I'm like, that shit's bonkers. <laughs> That's the craziest shit ever. Yeah. Um, and Disney's just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you could, at this point, I feel like you go up to, if Disney wanted to make your project I, there is no penny that will not be spared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm looking at the top ten. I'm gonna. So of course, like I said, Jurassic World is the only one they don't own. Which is, dude, I don't understand. I've told you before how it, it, it's like a movie people love. Like it, it like made so much money when it came out, but I don't think anybody like loves it like they love all the other ones on this top ten list. <laughs> right. But I did see. I told you I went to there was a, I went to a friend's. I went with a friend to a house party one time, and I was in the bedroom, and a girl had a Jurassic World poster framed, and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you're like, "Who are you? What is who your, are you? What is what, this? What are your personality traits that you decided right. this was the thing you want on your wall?" Were you like the only person at the, like the poster store? Did you work at the movie theater and you just took it when they took it down? <laughs> like a Chris Pratt fan? So, right. <laughs> so, so next time you go over there, it's gonna be fucking Chris Pratt as Mario on the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go down the list and I'm gonna I'm gonna go until I hit three movies. I'm gonna say three movies that aren't Disney. Okay. okay. So, Force Awakens, Endgame, Spider Man. These are the ones owned by Disney. Avatar, Black Panther. Infinity War, Titanic, when I was 20th Century Fox Titanic, Jurassic World, there's one, Okay. Avengers, The Last Jedi, Incredibles 2, The Lion King, The Dark Knight, that's two, Okay. Rogue One, Rise of Skywalker, Beauty and the Beast, Finding Dory, Frozen 2, The Phantom Menace, A New Hope, Age of Ultron, The Dark Knight Rises, that's three. So you have to go all the way down to 22 to get one that is... (laughs) (laughs) That shit's bonkers i mean like i said it's somebody's gotta they can't keep getting away with this like, yeah did you look at this list it's like it's where's nuts. where is the the fucking scrooge mc or not scrooge mcduck maybe i don't know the fucking the 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 big vault of gold you know what i mean with oh the, like, yeah yeah yeah, scrooge McDuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay where where is that where disney <laughs> has to have one there's disney's heads like perked but like perched up in the corner like well when we figure out how to defeat frosted <laughs> Yeah, we'll come back and then you can be mad that uh, that Jewish people are walking around unpersecuted. <laughs> um, but, but until then, we're just going to keep counting this money. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's out of control. It's got to be stopped. I don't know. I don't know who that money should go to, uh, but yeah. it, it just it needs to separate hands. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. I'm I do want to say um. It, the reason I wanted to note it was because, you know, it's interesting. It's third all time. It's, it's a lot of money. But then also it's it's very weird because it's like, it is very much like crazy that this made this much money where every th- other movie that I've been hearing coming out is kind of like, well, it sort of just bombed at the box office. Like, right? Or it's right. just like, it just made okay. Like, I think the last movie before this one that I would say was a success at the box office was probably Venom 2. Oof. Right? Which yeah. was fine and even something like Encanto where it's everywhere now it, all the songs are in like the billboard top whatever and it's like selling all the toys and Encanto is like the biggest fucking thing in kids right now it bombed like or it didn't bomb but it just made like okay money right and like yeah. it did so poorly that they were like just put it on Disney Plus put it on Disney Plus like who gives a shit put it on Disney Plus um, so it, it's very 
jarring to see that this is going to be this much. And then, you know, the, the Doctor Strange 2 trailer came out during the Super Bowl, and then that's going to be huge. But I, I think the 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 Batman coming out in, I think, two or three weeks, I think that'll be a big, big test. Yeah. Because it's not Disney, it's not Marvel, which is like a guarantee, guaranteed, like, like a gangbuster guarantee. Yeah. It'll, it's like the first one that's like a big blockbuster that I think has some general buzz that people actually want to go see. So I think it'll be a big sort of indicator as to whether or not, you know, people want to go out and see movies and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we'll I'm, yeah. I'm excited for the Batman. Um, yeah. You know what? When did you say it comes out in like two weeks? Uh, March 4th. Four? Four or five, I think. Well, Whatever Friday that is. That'd be the fourth. Because um, that's when Gran Turismo comes out. But <laughs> Dude, Yeah, you can make it a two. You know, you, you, your boss probably thought that you were going to go see Batman. He's go like, see Batman for... I took two days off because I was going to go see Batman five times. Um, yeah. Well, dude, you could, you know? Yeah. It's well, like, make it a Tyler weekend. You're going to go, okay, Turismo. That's what's going to hundreds. You got your Magnum condom. You got your party. <laughs> I'm here for scraps. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, that's that's the episode for this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at TMuddyBags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. If you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us directly at DiffAnimalsPod uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.